Welcome to Soft Bites Podcast. Your life, your dentistry. We talk about ways to have more fun and meaning in one of the coolest and most rewarding professions in medicine. Conversations on how to bring awareness, create a healthy workplace, and provide emotional insights to make dentistry a fulfilling activity while making space for one's wonder, creativity, and freedom. Here are your hosts, Banuela and George Andre. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome once again. Then this is episode 10 of the Soft Bites podcast. Hello, Andre. How are you? Welcome. Hi, Manuela. Nice to see you again. Always a pleasure to be here. And I think that in this episode, I will, you'll have to teach me a lot of stuff because <laughs> I think we are in your zone. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, happiness at work. So what is the science telling us? And I have selected uh, three main uh, skills that I think that are the, the most researched one, ones until now, and that they are very, very useful for dentists, not only for dentists, but I, I find them very useful in the everyday uh, uh, dentistry work. So we are going to talk about presence, gratitude, and resilience. And, and of course, we can add several more things here, but uh, for this not to be very, <laughs> very long, I think this three will, uh, will be, be our, main, our main focus uh, today. And, uh, and I think we'll, we'll start by, by presence. And this is something that I, that I talk about every, every day <laughs> now since, uh, since I started uh, even before, but since I started my mindful dentistry uh, program, it's it's basically that's what I teach. I I, I teach uh, presence, and even if um, mindfulness is not only presence, but but the mindfulness practice will will bring you this will bring you this 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 presence, and um, and I think that what we could we could uh, talk about today is how will this presence help you um, to to be a happier to be a happier dentist um, and what what my feedback and my personal experience is that this presence will allow you to to remain centered and and um, and this of course will uh, reflect uh, on your on your work and to to add a little bit more um, uh, to, to this i will say that um because I, I think that when we talk about presence uh it's it's of course it's it's very simple we think it's very simple but if we uh, if we pay, if we uh, not only bring presence uh, to pay it as a way to pay attention to what's happening, but also to pay attention to to what's happening inside of us. So to bring attention not only to the surroundings and to what we are doing, but also to to what's happening inside of us. So 
to our to our thoughts, to our emotions, to our feelings, to our body sensations, to our movements, even to our behaviors, then this doesn't it's not it's not so so simple. And and also um what I see and the feedback that I have when I when I when I talk about present present and when I teach uh, this present so this mind body connection is that uh, usually uh, people don't notice how how distracted they they are and how much their attention is pulled away um, and and. Only when they start to pay attention, they they start noticing, and and this presence uh, that that once again I, once again I say it seems so simple, but it's so difficult. I I would like to ask you why do, why do you think it's uh, it's it's so difficult to 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 be present in our in our everyday uh, life. Um. I think that we were not born this way. This is not our natural state. I think we did this to ourselves. Um, and that's, that's the obvious reason is that the pace that we live today, it's just, uh, I think, in, in, in some senses, we have lost uh, uh, the notion of what's reasonable in terms of workload, in terms of working hours, in terms of pressure in terms of what it is expected for you to achieve in life, right? So um, it is expected that you, as a dentist, not expected, but you can easily fall into, into the trap of working too much. You can easily find yourself in the trap of having a lot of um, um, demands and uh, expectations and responsibilities, which means uh, an adequate financial income, right? And uh, when you have that pressure to have that financial income, it, sometimes it you say, well, I'm tired, but, but I have to work because I have these bills to pay at the end of the month. And I'm, maybe for whatever reason, maybe for, for the... For example, I feel a lot of pressure myself. I feel a lot of pressure of, it's not that much for myself. I, I, I was never a big fan of expensive houses or expensive cars or expensive clothes. That's that's not what drives me. Of course, I want my comfort. But my main pressure, for example, is the stability of the staff. I mean, will, will the, I have uh, now six assistants. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot of, there's a lot of money at the end of the month. And so the, the challenge is, okay, how can I, how can I um, accept that, um, yes, I do need to, to work, but um, I can also, I, 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 it, it can't be too much overwhelming, right? So this is, this is a very typical example of, of how you get this, this centered, okay? So... Sometimes instead of you being actually doing the work and preparing the veneer and being in the moment, sometimes you are thinking, well, I'm too late for that patient or uh, um, uh, we need to tomorrow or for the next month, we need to make more money or um, that dental assistant didn't behave correctly. And it's, um, it's, it's, 
it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and presence is so it's almost impossible to maintain i mean in as a dentist where what would be my ideal i'm saying ideal but the the, the scenario that that i would have more presence i mean if i worked in in india in like a volunteer work where i would see a couple of patients per morning and um people were very thankful and um i was i was like in an office in the middle of uh, a field or something or if i was i don't know maybe in costa rica in uh, in a fishing town where i had my small uh, dental office that i would treat fishermen then i think i would be much more present so it's the basic the, the thing is that success and just, this is just to wrap it up success brings complexity and i say this all mm-hmm. and we are addicted to success in, in a certain way we are addicted because we have expectations i mean we are expected to have a house we are expected to have a family and some people are expected to have a this car and that car and it is expected that we uh, have are successful towards our peers and uh, it is expected that we can give good education to our kids i mean we have all these expectations that everybody created and sometimes we forgot the most important which is which is human relationships basically that's that that's the the most important yeah um so yes i, I think I, i think the answer is very very easy to that question where why why is it so difficult to be present it's difficult because our head is all over the place because there's a lot of demands and, and Yes, we most of these issues we create them ourselves because we cannot have just a regular office. We need to have a fancy office, or and uh, yes, and all of a sudden we see ourselves with with this huge pressure above us, and it's very very easy for any dentist that owns a practice. Um, if he does clinical work himself as well, it's it's almost uh, he knows exactly or she knows exactly what we are talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh, and and that's and that's one of the things that i that i teach is 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 to bring that presence so to 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 be able in the middle in the middle of all of that that you just described to be able to be more present because sometimes mm-hmm. um what happens is that if you if you are not aware and and for me presence and awareness come together so if to mm-hmm. for you to be present you have to have self self awareness so it's all part of the same the same package um but sometimes if you are not aware what can happen is that you uh uh live your lives in automatic pilot and you live your lives just inside of your head just with the rational part because a lot of what you said that is is our heads working right is our heads working on on all the things that we have to do and all the things and all, all the obligations that we are expected to 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 i mean to deliver um and sometimes what happens is that we we are completely disconnected from from our body so we are just living on the intellectual part um of our of our mind and presence what i try to 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 also bring here with this notion of presence is this mind body uh connection is for us to uh, access to Look, our i was i was taking some yeah. notes here let me show i was taking some notes here 
mind yeah. body. You see? Yeah, that's it. So it's because you, you, if you just live inside your head, then you are denying yourself uh, part of yeah. your wisdom. Right? You don't access to your body intelligence. Yes. And yes. I already yes. said this in another episode. I I think that in dentistry. Um, body intelligence is, is, is very, is very important for dentists. So call it intuition, call it, <laughs> there's several names yeah. that you can, can call it. But what I see is that, um, this presence is, um, it will bring you also this body wisdom, this body intelligence. Uh, and with that, of course, the emotional intelligence, because emotions are expressed in the body. And if you are completely disconnected, then you completely ignore them. And then um, also you don't develop emotional intelligence. So uh, presence comes with awareness. Presence comes with this body-mind connection that it's very, very important. And again, what we are talking is, is a skill. Presence is a skill. That means that you can learn it. That means that you can develop. That means that you can train it. This is, this is very important. And that's why, uh, you learn presence through mindfulness, through the mindfulness training and, and you need the meditation practice so that you can develop this practice, uh, this, this presence. I usually say that mindfulness without meditation is just a word you need to train. It's like lifting weights in the gym. You need to train the muscle of presence. You need to train the muscle of awareness. But, uh, and this is confirmed by the, the, by research. If you do, if you develop this skill, if you work on, on developing this muscle of presence, this muscle of awareness, then you will increase your focus, you will increase your concentration, you will increase your effectiveness at, uh, at work, you will work uh, from a place of groundness, from a, a, mo a much more, uh, you will be much more centered. You will approach your clinical challenges with more inner calm, with more clarity, uh, and you are going to take control and decisions from a place, from this place of, of, of presence. So from, <laughs> from this place of, of clarity, which is a completely different place than if you take decisions from a place of reactivity, from a place of automatic pilot. Sometimes that's a place of bias also. So you're going to take decisions based already totally. on, on, uh, yeah, on, on, yeah, on judgments that might not be, uh, real. They are just conceptions from you, from, from your head. But since you are just operating from your rational part, which I want to say nothing wrong with the rational part. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Uh, but you can add more to that. You can add also your, your mm -hmm. body, body wisdom. I, uh, tell me if this makes sense uh, to you. Well, for me, for me, it makes perfect sense because I've been uh, when I, whenever I, I, I talk about these things, when I, whenever I talk to you in the podcast about these things, I always feel that I have a lot to learn here. Uh, like I was telling you, for example, I, and I do meditate a lot. I meditate almost daily, at least 10, 20 minutes. I do that. Uh, it helped me a lot. Um, I started, the first time that I, that I started to read about yoga was in the year of 2000, in, in 98, when I, when I bought a book. 
in, from Amazon. I, I didn't know exactly what I was looking for, honestly. I just knew there's something that there must, I think that yoga may eventually tell us something about how we can exercise our mind. And there must be something out there. So I started to read about that. I, 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 I did yoga for a few years and I still do it. And I, I do some sun so, uh, uh, solutions, right? How do you call it? Asana. Those? I do. Yes, I do some, some, some asanas in the morning. Not every, I, I, most of my exercise is not yoga, but I do it often. Um, I, do, um, I, I do meditate as well, but I still have a lot to learn here. I still have a lot to learn because I am easily caught in the rat race, in the, the, the washing machine, like a friend of mine says. We are easily caught in the washing machine. And I have a lot to learn here. Um, I have to learn a, a lot. I think men in general, <laughs> I don't want to be biased here, but we are much less connected to our mind, to, to our emotional part. And, uh, mm-hmm. and um and the practice of mindfulness makes you much more aware of what's going on inside your body. And um, and I was here taking some notes. I was telling that, that I'm doing the program of Leah mm-hmm. Leah Legal. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she says in the preface of the book is that stress does not come from the mind. Mm-hmm. She's she really believes that stress comes mainly from the body. Yeah. And she gives the example of the vagus nerve that connects the brain and the heart. And the, and the organs, and she says that eighty percent of the acti- activity is actually bottom up, mm-hmm. not up mm-hmm. down. This means that our brain gets a lot of information from the state of our body, from the heart, from the organs. So basically, whatever we do with this machine, our brain eventually will suffer. And um, I think we we have the usually the wrong interpretation, which means. Uh, my mind is not working okay. I must first make sure that my mind, that I feel better, and then I will eventually start to do something from my body to exercise. I will not exercise unless I feel better, which is the exact, which is the opposite thing that you should do. Basically, uh, it's, it's, it's your physiology, like, like Tony Robbins says, that changes your, your psychology. And um, and I have a lot to learn here, and I I am at the point in the point of my life where I, where, where I really want to, um, and I think this podcast has helped me a lot. When I think it whenever we talk, we also talk to ourselves, and most of the things that we have talked uh, about here in this podcast have have been having a a, a subtle, not so subtle, but indirect effect on or, or, or indirect effect on myself, and I am. I see myself unconsciously practicing even more of the stuff that I preach. I'm delegating even more. I'm saying more and more times no to patients. I'm not even sometimes even feeling bad for, for delegating this or that because I because I, I, I really need to. But this part of the of of being present and um, understanding your emotions, understanding your, your body. And being aware of what is going on inside you, so you can deliver the best version of you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in, in the mm-hmm, work environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this is something that um, I am much better. I have to say, I'm much better throughout the years. I've, I have, I have been much, much better. I've, I've, I've 
yoga has helped me a lot and meditation has helped me a lot and reading about this stuff has helped me a lot. Because at the end of the day, what, either if you read leadership, if you read sports, if you read uh, whatever, if you read any, any task that demands some sort of high performance, which dentistry, yeah. dentistry demands quite a high performance because it's a very sensitive job. But whatever you read, you will always end up in the same thing, which is presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the coaches in most areas will want their students to, um, to practice presence, either through visual meditation, guided meditation, transcendental, whatever. But, but presence is a common ground of every, every, every type of performance. Yeah. And um, and uh, and yes, it, this is something that I I, I think that is is the thing where I'm my my not as good part of of of, of me as a professional and as a leader. And I'm improving, but I I definitely get caught very easily during the day, and I, I get reactive very easily. Um, I'm, I'm much better now, but it's something that I need to improve. Mm-hmm. Just, just a few notes on what you you had just said um, about about the 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 body being uh, the 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 center of everything. That's that's exactly exactly it. And and uh, in the eight weeks uh, training, mindfulness training, it we always start by the body. The first exercise, the first meditation exercise is a body scan, which is uh, a, a progressive mm-hmm. uh, muscle relaxation, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and also, basically, what mind, the mindfulness training also does is a way, it's a tool to help calm the, um, the sympathetic response and bring on the more sympathetic, yes. uh, parasympathetic response. So, because we totally forgot it. <laughs> and, and this yes. is very interesting because when, uh, when in my training, colleagues understand that and I explain all the physiology again of the sympathetic, parasympathetic, which we are doing. And I say, look, this is what you've been training. And this happens around the week four or five. And I said, look, this is what, what you've been doing. Basically, you've been learning to activate your parasympathetic. And it's mm-hmm. like a light bulb uh, uh, in their brains that says, ah, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. And this is why also this training is, is so good for, for, for dentists because we understand all the physiology. Sometimes you just have to remember it. But this is all, yeah, <laughs> this is all physiology. So, uh, but yeah. we always start by the, by the body. So we have to, to be able to connect with our bodies again. And what I also observe is that for some colleagues, this is so difficult because they are so disconnected and so tense. You know, they are, they spend their days in this tense state, this uh, muscle tension that they really need time. And, and I have uh, situations of colleagues that took more time than, than eight weeks to finish the, the, the training because they're, their body mm-hmm. needs time More to, time. to, to, they need time to connect. They need time again to, to feel their body. They need time again to, to, to bring this, uh, intentional relaxation because this is all about being intentional. Um, and, and of course, if you train, if you do the exercises, then 
in a very natural way, but also in a guided way and uh, with specific exercises, you you start to bring it to your daily life and to you and to your work. Um, but uh, it it's so important to to bring this notion that presence is not just to to pay attention to what's happening. It's very important, of course, to pay attention for, for what's happening uh, around you. But presence in, first, in the first place is to pay attention to what's happening inside you. <laughs> so it's not something outside. Presence is not paying attention to what's happening outside you. In the first place, for you to be able to really pay attention to what's happening in your surroundings, First, you need to pay attention to what's happening inside you, because only by doing that, you can uh, bring the action and not the reaction. So only by first uh, paying attention to what's happening inside you. And again, what's happening inside you, it's uh, thoughts, emotions, feelings, body sensations, tension. yeah, movements, behaviors, tension. Just just this example that I give to dentists. So when you are working, when you are working, mm -hmm. uh, when you start a treatment, just pay attention to the, the specific zones and bring in, again, this is very important, intentional relaxation to the space between your eyebrows, your eyebrows, your jaw, relax your jaw, relax your shoulders, really bring your shoulders down, relax your belly. I'm doing that right now. Yeah. Feel your, exactly feel your feet to touching the ground, feel your posture, because there's a big difference in when you are up and when you are seated, right? And you bring this intentional relaxation to your muscles. And if you together with with this, do a, a deep breath in and you really feel your lungs and you feel uh, your, your back coming up. And then on your, on your exhale, you bring this relaxation again on those, on those points. This will, this will immediately send a message to your body that, and to your brain. This will immediately activate your parasympathetic. This will immediately say, okay, She's safe. He's safe. Let's do this. Let's let's work from this place of presence. So this is a very simple exercise that you can do when you start your work with 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 the patient. And and this is very important. What I uh, I usually say in this in my courses. Of course, when you start training this, you may do this on your first patient on the morning or on your first patient patient on the afternoon. But this is to do in every patient that you have. You have to remember yourself to bring presence because this does not come naturally. Like you said in the beginning, the way that we live our lives is not from this place of presence. We live our lives on the automatic palette from, okay, let's do it, let's do it. We have to deliver. So this is something that you for the ones listening that you can start doing on your first patient in the morning, on your first patient in the afternoon. But once it comes in a natural way on your first patient, then 
you have to start doing it in every patient because that's how you train the that's how you train that presence um it doesn't come in a natural way it has it's a skill it has to be trained it has to be learned there's a technique mm -hmm. it it can be learned uh and but you you have to train it you have to train it but it will it will bring you it will a, a lot of benefits one of the benefits is the the i mean and the it's physio you just we just talked about it there's a a, a, a physiologic uh, uh, activation, activation. Of the yeah you and you will have more energy you will have less less anxiety better focus attention memory all this all the details you will be able to to be uh, that usually you don't you don't pay attention to them but you will see that you, in the end of the day things things will will be different if you start working from this place of presence instead of a, a place of automatic pilot and then of course if you if you with the meditation practice also you will feel in in your mind so if you are in the procedure and your mind is racing from the for the patient that you're going to have next or for the one that you had before and it didn't went as you, as you wanted you are going to be able in a very natural way to to notice it and to bring your mind to what you are actually doing instead of of being worried about the future or or the past so this presence will also in a very natural way bring you to the present moment and if you are in the present moment your anxiety will lower drastically i mean it's uh, the anxiety comes from you being uh, or regretting or worried about what you did or worried about about the future if you are actually in the present moment in dentistry this is this is very easy to see because in dentistry you have the technical part right so sometimes all you have all dentists have to do is to remember themselves to be in the present moment and to remember themselves that they trained for what they are doing they have the technical ability to perform the 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 treatment and and that will eliminate uh, all the anxiety and that they can return to work from from this place of of flow because it's very easy to to achieve if you train this this skill that you train presence it's working on on the chair and the mouth of the patients it's very easy to to achieve the state of flow of course dentistry is not only working on the mouth of the patient as we are <laughs> as we've been talking yeah but but it, but it but helps, it helps. You know, the yeah. fact yes the, the mm -hmm. fact that you need to be aware you can you can sometimes even find the procedure as a meditation mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's it that's it that's exactly it and that's the 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 feedback that i that i that i receive is that work turn work itself it can be a form of meditation of meditation yeah. of course it, uh, because it's very focused on yeah okay so let's uh there's there is a lot of things to 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 say about this but let's go to the to the second skill that i for me it's 
very important in the in the science of uh, of happiness at work, which is uh, gratitude. And this is another one that I think that everyone uh, can agree that it's a, a, a skill that can can make us more uh, happy and can can lead to 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 enjoying the day better. But and I will say this again, just the same thing as present. Gratitude is a skill and it needs also practice. <laughs> um, and it's just not a nice, a nice attribute, you know, to do, to, to, to have. Uh, it's a science based tool, uh, also. Yeah. And, and it can support, um, us through, through, through challenging times. And, and research shows that it can help to, to balance, to balance us. Um, and, um, I, I see, I don't know how you see gratitude, uh, because I, I have a practice of, of gratitude even on, on, on meditation. Um, and, and nowadays I, sometimes I see even gratitude as an emotion because I can really connect with this feeling of, of gratitude. It's like a warm place in my, in my, in my chest when I do my, my gratitude, uh, um, practice, but um, but but for me, I see it also as as a grounding uh, uh, skill. Uh, it's a, it's a great way to balance my 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 mindset. Um, I don't know how. What are your thoughts about about gratitude? I don't know if you have a gratitude I think, practice. Uh, I I I journal, and I journal, and in that sense, I have a gratitude practice, and I. I I think I keep reminding myself and I keep in, in interactions with other people. I keep, keep telling myself how lucky I am or have to have what I have in my life and the people that I have in my life and uh, both personally and professionally. But I think that um, gratitude for me is a way of acknowledging the, the presence of love in your life, whether in the, the work or in the, in, in, in your personal life. And for me, I think that's the key. It's gratitude is just a way of acknowledging the amount of love that is around you because it's there, right? Um, sometimes we forget it, but it is there. Mm -hmm. And it is, there are much more people that care about us and that, that love us and they want the best from you that, we, that, that what we can imagine. I think the vast majority of people are genuinely good and they want good things from you. Mm -hmm. and for you but I think that sometimes we forget that and it's uh, I mean, it's not difficult to forget that like I was like you're saying I, I, I whether in presence I try to practice it gratitude I have to be honest I never practice it I, I used to journal and sometimes I do some journaling and journaling there's a, a the biggest component of journaling is actually gratitude mm -hmm. right because you are writing down the things that 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 went good in your day or in your week or in your month. But it's not something that I, uh, that I intentionally practice. And like you were saying, I was actually surprised to realize that uh, you were saying that it's a skill that needs to be, that needs to be practiced. As well. It's an intentional and, practice. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that I, I, I've talked to you about this Martin Stelligman book, um, Authentic Happiness, which was one of the first times that they talked about positive psychology. And one of the things that I was actually very surprised is that the amount of gratitude and positive words and the acknowledgement of positivity around one's personal life is a very good very good predictor of um, of lifespan, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's that study from um, from nouns, right? That they went to see the amount of positive words in each of their each each of their own diaries, and they could find a very good correlation between lifespan and the um, and the amount of positive words and gratitude that was present in their diaries. And this is this is really really surprising. And uh, <clears throat> but it's true. I, I I never looked at it as a skill that you should practice. I always, I think that I think about gratitude and I talk about gratitude when, when I remember. I don't do it deliberately. Mm-hmm. deliberately. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. do it, mm-hmm. which is something that I should consider probably. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an intentional uh, practice. It has to, you have to be very intentional uh, uh, about it. And it completely, uh, again, in a physiological way, when we, when we express gratitude, our brain releases dopamine and, and, and serotonin. And, um, and we feel lighter and, and happier and, um, and also shifts our, our, um, uh, our focus from what is going wrong or what we don't have to what we actually uh, what we have what we actually yes. have and uh, i usually say this because this works very well with, with dentists is that you cannot ever be um, be happy with what you will what we, you want to achieve if you are not already happy with what you have so gratitude has this magic of you yeah. uh being uh, instantly happy with with what you have, yeah. Um, yeah. and and there's a, there's uh, and gratitude is very very. You can have a, a, a diary, you can uh, journal, you can have a gratitude uh, uh, partner, like find someone and every day text or email three things, for example, that you are grateful for, and the and the. Um, I when I started, I did this exercise with a friend of mine. We, every day we emailed each other with the three things that we are grateful for, and the wonderful thing about that is that you be, you start with very obvious uh, things like uh, your job, your family, your health, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then because it's every day and these three things, then you you really go to you really find things that you are not aware Small of details. It, that you are not aware of it. Very small, yeah, details, very right? small details. That's it. Um, but I usually recommend that when you find your, and again, this comes with you have to have awareness, right? So if you, uh, mm-hmm. when you are aware that you are you are stuck in this uh, the state of of worry during during your day, just and and this is a way of uh, of of trigger gratitude in our in ourselves. You have to pause. And, and just reflect. Um, and there's a lot of things that you can, that you can reflect. I mean, you can, 
for example, uh, I, I have I in I have a, a gratitude exercise and I have some some question I give some questions and it's like, uh, what have I learned recently that helped me grow in my job? Um, what physical abilities uh, do I have that I take for granted? Um, yes. What, your health. Yeah. What? What? Uh, who at work? I I'm happy to see each day and why. Uh, so it's for you to to notice the 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 little details. How amazing life yeah. is. Because what happens is that we uh, as humans we have the the negativity bias. It's uh, it's it's normal. We all yeah. have it. And then if something good happens we don't give the same uh, attention to it as something negative or bad happens. Yeah, because we are biologically wired yeah. to be much more reactive to because we, we want, it's a protective reaction, mm -hmm. right? We are wired from millions and millions of years of, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. so, of protecting ourselves. Yeah, so we have to intentionally noticing the good things and uh, gratitude practice helps you to do that more naturally in a more natural way so that's why it's mm -hmm. also have a, a positive impact in your in your day mm -hmm. uh, because you much easier will give uh, attention to the good things and this is not about this is not about only see the good this is about balance right so at least to mm -hmm. the good things at the same level at, at the bad uh, as the bad things um and this is and this is a question this is a very interesting question that i always uh, also uh, do um if we as humans are naturally wired for the negative and we don't notice as much the positive right what happens to the routine what happens to the to the to the everyday things that that we do like driving to work like getting dressed like uh, like they become they become a source of happiness i would say yeah if you notice them yes but usually you don't notice them because you are an automatic yes. pilot yes yeah just noticing the trees while you are driving um, but for example, when, today I went to work in Porto. I'm from Spino. And whenever I can, I make sure that I go, uh, I don't go directly into, the, into Porto. I just go at least a few miles to see the ocean. That's something that I, I always try to do. Mm -hmm. and it, uh, it, cheers, it cheers up my, my, my journey. But it could be doing something else. It could be listening to a song. It could be, but like, like you said, I think, I, I think, Giving value to the smallest thing is very important. The fact that you are healthy, you are here, you are, uh, you have people mm -hmm, around mm -hmm. you. Yeah, and mm -hmm. if you have a gratitude practice, if you start developing, if, if you go to the details, what you just told mm -hmm. me now about, uh, you will start to appreciate the fact that you have a car, that your car is working perfectly. Yes. That uh, you start appreciating little, yes. the, the the little things that uh, you yeah, that, we, that completely we take for granted, we take yeah. for granted. So that's that's yeah. the the magic of gratitude, and uh, also research says that uh, with grat with the gratitude pra uh, practice, you uh, people are healthier, happier, and have better relationships. So for I think that for the for the uh, 
the science of happiness at, at the job. I think gratitude is a very, very important uh, practice. And I will, um, in the show notes, uh, we'll leave a, a gratitude uh, exercise uh, or several uh, ways that you can have a gratitude practice because I think this is a, a real simple one and and you can have mm -hmm. uh, access to instant happiness if you if you develop this and if you if you train your your gratitude uh, every day and um i don't know if you want to say something else about 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 gratitude oh, i think that's it yeah. i think i think that's it i think that's exactly what you said uh, so and we are moving on to the to the third skill that i that i chose for us to talk about today which is resilience and and it has a lot of about i mean gratitude enters here in in resilience also i think you become more resilient if you have a a, a gratitude practice but i chose resilience for us to talk today because i think that um nowadays resilience is uh, and correct me if I, if if I'm wrong, if you have a, a different opinion. But I think that nowadays resilience is seen, or some people see it as resignation, or as uh, uh, sometimes even as submission. You know, is this is this thing that you have to accept and to bear, and you have to have to you have to bear. Yeah, the that's it. That's it. You have to accept, mm -hmm. and you have to bear it. Uh, and I see resilience in a completely different way. I see resilience as the um, ability to recover from adversity. Yes, exactly. I, I see yeah. resilience. Basically, yeah. I yes, because I I think I, and I'm not sure, but I think that resilience resilience from a, a physical standpoint is the ability to come back after some sort of stress or or deformation. Mm -hmm. So the ability to, to get back up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and I think this is also a very important skill in in, in the industry, in special for the. I think it's important for dentists to be resilient because it's of course there are happy uh, happy phases and happy moments, but there will be for sure challenging moments in yes, your career. There yes. will be for sure adversity moments in your career, yes. and resilience um uh helps you to to adapt and to thrive it builds the capacity to be to be to continue to be productive while dealing with uh, with challenging times or with challenging uh, circumstances and mm -hmm. um and when i talk about resilience um and the reason why it's not the same as resignation or as submission i always say mm -hmm. i always talk about the part of of acceptance because uh it's the big difference of course you have to accept things as they are and not as as mm -hmm. you want them to be or or as you wish yeah. them to be and acceptance is the first step but then you have the capacity to uh, to to to, to yeah, up. that's it. To to change things, so you don't have to be submissive. You don't have to resignate if you if you are not happy with the situation. But you have the capacity to do something to do something about it. About it. Yeah, and 
be active on that. On the, yeah, on the yeah, and and usually what I have is this question: okay, so and how can I? Uh, and how can I be? Do yeah, something. How can I be resilient? How can I not be submissive? but resilient. Mm -hmm. And there are several mm -hmm. tools that, that can help you uh, with that. And uh, for example, develop uh, clarity. So learning to, to, manage, to manage your stress, learning to deal with, with uh, situations that you feel uh, over, overwhelmed, learning to stay mm -hmm. calm um, when you are mm -hmm. facing those, those uh, situations. Learning to, to, to work with difficult emotions, uh, learning about emotional intelligence. It's more, it's more complex and more comprehensive to be resilient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, it, what? I thought that you, I thought that you are going to give me like this small trick and then you are resilient, but no, no I, I no, see no, it's no. complex. <laughs> no. It's comprehensive, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's a mix of several yeah, things. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's not, Yes, but but it's 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 varied, and sorry to interrupt you because I, I would I would love to hear you talk more about this because I find this fascinating. Because um, number one, we often think that we can completely mineralize or uh, reduce or um, avoid mistakes and failures. Um, and, and, and when we are successful for a long time, we, we often, we may get that, uh, that feeling, right? But we both know that it's just a question of time that from one way or another, you will fail. Yeah. In every, in every, it may be a technical failure in dentistry. It may be a more dramatic technical failure. Like, in, for example, this week I had a patient that lost that came with uh, with implants in his hand. He had four implants and he broke two of them. The other ones were with screws inside. Just a complete mess. Uh, a few years ago, I would I would probably have a poor night of sleep. Um, but uh, I think that today I just look. We just have to do a denture now and let everything heal, and then we'll we'll, we'll see from there. Um, and I and uh, this capacity of okay, this this was a big big issue. Uh, the patient understood also because, in like like you were saying, it's it's a comprehensive attitude. Because for example, in this patient, we we have specifically warned him because his cholesterol levels were very high. We prescribed him from vitamin D. He stopped doing exercise during the pandemic. So basically, I saw his his blood work. And he was a low, he was pre-diabetic. Pre the vitamin levels he didn't he took the vitamin as we have prescribed because there's basically there's there's a lot of research on that now. So we, I could also he could also understand that it was a biological error or a biological failure. It was probably it was something that we could not have avoided. For example, this guy was a guy that took that we we even gave him Botox or the bruxism. Mm -hmm. During the osteointegrating period, so we did whatever we could, mm -hmm. and even still, he lost two implants. I mean, just just a complete mess. Um, but but my point is that because of the prevention and the communication that we had, we could have managed the stress of the situation, and in a more let's say resilient way, we overcame 
the issue and we are finding ways to solve it calmly and without drama. And sometimes if, if it was our fault, I just assume the, the, the responsibility. But it's very interesting and I would like to hear you talk more mm-hmm. about that because I, I, I find this fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think that it takes a lot of time for you to understand that you will have to deal with failures. I was talking about technical failures, but some other failures that have been close to me, um, sometimes it happens in all every company. People that sometimes you trust, they leave you, um, or or staff that you that that you think they 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 that you think they are happy, but they actually they are not, and you have to talk to them and to realize what is the issue. Um, but but these small these small f- failures of everyday dentistry, whether technical, whether management, um, whether financially, um, I think you you there. I, I agree with what you say. It's 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 not just one skill. It's it's a comprehensive mix of experience, prevention, yeah. uh, responsibility vulnerability, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, being honest. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, there's a lot of things there. And uh, for me, one that is, that, I, that, that, I, I, that I think it's very important is, is and I've, we've talked about that, is that you don't have to be perfect. It, it is okay to fail. It is, it is not, it's not only okay, it's normal to fail. You will have to fail and you will have to, to be able to, to, to to develop some resilient mm-hmm, mm-hmm. resilient skills and, and sometimes resilience is not something it's not like a comeback an intense and aggressive comeback it's not something that you have to okay I'm just mm-hmm. uh, reacting to this sometimes it's just a calming and assuring way that yes this has happened um, yes we will deal with it um, if we have responsibilities we will assume our responsibilities and that's it and if you if you are okay with what you do every day, you know that you did your best, the best way that you could, then yes, you'll you'll have to deal with failures in a more smooth way. Let's let's say. And for me, I think that's. I don't know if it is yeah, what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. You, but you I would just like to you just uh, summed up uh, a lot of the tools that that you need to be to be resilient. You just summed up a lot of the tools. So. You you uh, you were you talked a lot about uh, um, self compassion about uh, normalizing uh, yeah accepting yeah, yourself yeah. Uh, normalizing failure learning with failure yeah. you ha- you need a lot yeah. of self compassion for that self compassion is another uh, um, skill that you need for for resilience uh, you talked about uh, the the be creative. You have to be creative. You have to bring your curiosity. Mm-hmm. That's that's another uh, part of of mindfulness. Work on the curiosity. You have to be able to let go of your judgments. To you have to be able to let go of working just based on like and dislike, and bring your curiosity to the game if you want to 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 be resilient. Yeah. You have to dance. Yeah. you have to you dance have to, to work on your mindset skills and and to adapt right I, I just i read uh something this week that was something like uh, when we stop working on our individual skills we we stop growing and sometimes what i see with with certain colleagues is that it, it, you said that they, they are successful so they tried it it works 
And then if yeah. it it if it goes a little bit outside of what they are used to, they. But the, uh, but the question, Manuela, is that it's not a question of if; it's just a question of when. <laughs> that that's that's it. And, and and because we both know we both know that the normal condition of life is change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it is it's one of the few things that you have for sure. It's that things will for sure change. So if everything yeah. is going well in your life, it's just a question of time until something, yeah. mm-hmm. until the shit hits the mm-hmm. fan. It's just a question of time. Yeah. And it, it can be more dramatic or less dramatic, but it's just a question of time that sooner or later in your life, something, something, sometimes, hopefully not very bad, but, it, but, I mean, bad luck and uncertainty will lock, will knock on your door, mm-hmm. and um, and I and I think that living with that knowledge is um, is very important, and, and and this is why we you need to. I don't think you can do it alone. That's what I think. I think if you are a leader, this is why I I always talk about the fact that. You need to bring other people into the process of dealing with it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your response, mm-hmm. it's your decision, mm-hmm. right? But you need to feel that you have a team that supports you. I mean, especially when it starts to, because it's one thing is when you work alone with your dental nurse. I mean, if something goes wrong, you have a new nurse, it's okay. But when you start really to delegate and work with, more people, more staff, three, three dentists, four dentists, five dentists, three nurses. All of a sudden, you have 10 people around you. And you need to, um, and you need to trust them because yeah. dealing with failure, <laughs> like, and it, it, it's, it's, not an, it's not a single man job. In dentistry, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely, it's it's absolutely right. That's job. another tool for resilience is build trust. Is to create a compassionate uh, culture, well, especially yes. on your on your yes. team. Yes, and uh, yes. so that's that's. I have to say, I have to say, this was this was something one of the last things that I learned in leadership. Mm-hmm. This was something really not natural to mm-hmm. me, because I think that uh, for many years, I when you grow, 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 you are achieving, you have more. More visibility, more patience, bigger practice, more comprehensive procedures. Until you, I think that once you start to bring, once you once you realize you 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 have to bring more people to work with you. You realize that you you need to really have a, a trust culture. You need to have a compassionate culture. You need. To, People need to have your back. You need to have their back because otherwise it's just not possible. Because the amount of things that in a practice, in a multidisciplinary practice, the amount of things that can go wrong every single day or every single month or every single week, they will go wrong. And it's just a question of, okay, is this going to affect me? Am I going to be miserable because this is happening? Or am I going to learn to dance within this? And have fun within this, and and realize because this this will keep happening. Yeah. People will need people will keep being sick. Patients will, especially in COVID times, patients will unschedule. Uh, things will uh, get broken. Um, for example, you, you, if you have 
four dental units like I have. I mean, in a busy practice, if you have uh, something that gets broken, and sometimes in COVID times, it takes three weeks to get it fixed. Imagine what you have to do with your schedule for three weeks. Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, patients will sometimes get pissed off, but you just have to tell them, look, this is, we wish we could fix things earlier, but this is COVID, you know, and, and it's, yeah, we, we are here to, to, to there's always yeah. some, some, for example, in, in, my, in my case, I have the, the suction of my dental chair broken. And because of COVID, it took three weeks. And then the guy came to fix and said, well, it's not only this part, there's another part that's broken. We need another three weeks. And, and I was like, I was like, yes. In, in, in I, when he told me the second time, I was like, well, it's okay. Because what I did, I just spent 100 euros in a, in a portable suction, which is very noisy <laughs> and almost doesn't suck anything, actually. You cannot do a surgery there. But you can, you can do some cleanings, you can do some preparations. I mean, the patient, we have to, we, it's difficult to do the suction, but, but we can do it, you know. We, we, we managed to do it. We, we did not have to unschedule the patients. But I'm laughing because it's, I think it's funny when you, when you, you, have, to, you have to learn to, to work in, in sometimes in, in chaotic situations and still have the thrill from mm -hmm. it because otherwise it just gets... It just gets too boring, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and you don't have fun with yeah, that. But that... And, and, and tell the patients, look, look, this, this suction, this really sucks. We have this broken because of COVID. And I know it, this, is, this, is, uh, this is not a good suction, but... but it's, it's what it it's is. What it's do. what it is, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, and that's the, the first step, like we were, were saying, the first step is always uh, accepting what, what it is. <laughs> but imagine that... Yes. Imagine that... Every time you had a patient uh, for those three weeks working with the with that suction, you on your mind you will be mm. like, oh, and this is happening, and uh, it's yes, taking exactly. three weeks." Oh, but and, I, but uh, I easily do that, Manuela. I easily, for example, over the last month, I, I've, I've been sometimes um, talking to my teammates, it, almost in an ironic way. But I was like, "Look, in this month, I got, I got COVID. It knocked me off." I spent twenty thousand in a new chair. I want to spend five thousand in the in in by by legalizing by um, doing all the legal work of uh, radiology. I had in 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 things get that got broken about five thousand years. So in this month extra, I've I've spent more than thirty thousand. I was like, you really have to learn to do. To dance in the rain, not wait for the for the sun. Yeah, that's it. This is, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you, but you, it's sometimes you hear that as a quote. But once you are like in this sort of situation that you, I mean, there's nothing else that I could that I can do. You just have to accept things as they are. And if you are, if you have that perfectionist dream like I do, it can be frustrating. But uh, but it is what it is, and I think that. The trick here is to find the, the the fun inside of it, and sometimes it's it's you can't you, sometimes you can't find it. And when we are talking about because this is we have to be honest, we are talking about some things that are not serious, but sometimes there are very very serious things. Like, let, let's imagine you have to fire an assistant because of financial difficulties. Mm -hmm. 
this is just more mm-hmm. dramatic, right? But and, and I was never in, in a position where I had to do so. But sometimes I do the exercise myself. Am I willing to accept that if that happened to me? Would I be willing? How would I react to that? Would I accept that? Would I see that as a personal failure? And I don't know how, how I would react to that. I don't know how I would. Uh, but I try to exercise myself. Especially, I, I am in a point where I try to exercise, okay, are you ready to not to be up to the expectations of no one? <laughs> are you ready for that? Which is a very, it's, it's, it's very interesting, right? Because, um, because many things can, especially in this pandemic, and, and I have, I, I, I'm very lucky because I, I, we could manage it through, we could, um, even financially, could still grow during the pandemic, which is which is something very interesting. But um, but some some colleagues they have they really have some 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 difficult issues, and it's some, sometimes people have or health problems like like really hard stuff. And uh, I because the things that we are talking here are just things that are light in the mm-hmm. sense, you know, just okay. You don't you just all the profit goes away for two months or whatever. But um, I wonder, and because it's very easy for us to be talking here about this, but I, I, I wonder how it is when you really have some life-threatening situation or something that you need to fire someone or, um, I don't know, you have a fire in the office. I mean, some, some more dramatic stuff. I mean, it's, it's, I sometimes think of that. I, I, and you, you cannot think because you can only know what how we will react during that during that period. And, and I think that also these periods, once they are overcome, you, you become you come out stronger, right? Um, but it's something that I think a lot is that the, the capacity that we have uh, for resilience yeah. is much higher than what we think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is much higher, and I, and I think it is also important to convince ourselves ourselves of that. That we have, we also need to understand that we are much stronger than we think. And sometimes it's just that extra step, that extra step, mm-hmm. that extra step. And um, something that has been helping me a lot on these last months with with all these issues of, that that I was talking was, um, uh, I think you just need to be aware of what's the next step that you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I need to email this person. I need to. I need to talk to this person. So focus on that because if you look at, at the big, at the end of the tunnel, yeah. it's scary. Sometimes you know? it's overwhelming so, and it's it's it stops yeah. you from taking action, even if the action is yeah. like you said, is still yeah. still the, it's just was, sending an email was, or making a phone call. Yes, but, but it will it will uh, stop yes, you even. It will slowly. Yeah. Yes, and and you get focus. Okay, I'm 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 in progress. I was hearing something. I th- I thought it was on Instagram that. There was a guy that was being interviewed and he says, what's the biggest quote? As, as if, and he was quoting a book, the, the horse, the boy, the mole, and the fox. I think it was something like that. And basically, there was a boy in a horse, in the forest, and it was dark. And the boy was like, I can't see nothing in front of me. I can't see anything. And the horse asked him, well, can you see your next step? And the boy says, yes, so take it. And uh, this approach of doing things as you can at this point in time. I mean, if you can't run, just walk. If you can't walk, just crawl. But just keep moving mm-hmm. forward, you know. Yeah. Maybe something very little, 
But in the grand scheme of things, you are closer to that thing. And you don't have to do everything in one day. It's okay that you feel it sometimes it's too much, but it's just keep moving forward. Do what you can. You, you, and, and the next step, just focus on the next step. And I think this is something mm-hmm. that is and and that is very helpful for when you are facing uh, when you have to be resilient. Yeah, and just one one uh, small note to what what you said also uh, it, regarding one of one of the tools of of um, resilience is the positive mindset, and you just describe it very very well. So when you said that you had that problem with the with the suction. Uh, yeah. so you accepted the situation and then you kept your positive mindset. So that's, that's yeah, very because, important. Because you, yeah. because, because you, you, I think that when you complain too much, it gets to a point that your brain gets tired. You can't, you, you, your brain, you get, you get tired of yourself. You, if you detach from yourself, if you, you observe what, what actually is doing, you, you, it's not possible mm-hmm. to live with a complaining guy inside your don't, head. But don't you have sometimes possibly. friends uh, or colleagues telling you, uh, yes, uh, I'm I so do. tired of myself. I'm even tired of myself. Of course. I say, okay, then stop it. This is so common. I, I can bear with myself. Um, this is very, very common. and uh, I, I just think we have to... I just think that even in the hard, the hardest situations, there's always something that positive that we can do. And sometimes, if there isn't, at least have fun in the situation, mm. laugh a little bit of the situation. Yeah, okay. the po- What's the positive uh, okay. is, mindset is is very important. And again, it has nothing to do with ignore with ignoring uh, what what goes yes. wrong and with with the negative mm-hmm. uh, things but it's about balancing it's about balancing you mm-hmm. bringing you balance and and just mm-hmm. to just to finish because it's uh, we are already more than one hour time time flies but just mm-hmm. to finish on the last two tools for resilience that are very very important and that we all we already talked about them in other episodes take good care of yourself you have to take good care of yourself yes. if you want to. Be. So in the challenging situations, in adversity, you have to be well. And you, you, it's not on the challenging uh, situations or on the problem that you are going to take care of yourself. You have to do that when you are, you are good. Yeah. On the day, day by day, just take, care, take good care of yourself. Uh, sleep well, eat well, exercise. Do you have a good social yeah, network? Do, have a good fa- a, a do good, your meditation. Good social yeah, yes, yes. And this and another thing that we already talked about: know your boundaries and respect your boundaries. This is very, very important. Also, your personal boundaries at the at at, at work, at home. This is very important. And I was going to finish with exactly what you just said: network. Is, is very important. Yes. Interact with others and share, share and explore and listen. I I have feedback of colleagues that saying that some that some, when sometimes they have a problem you know, and it, and they uh, bring it to the table with with other colleagues and and they explore solutions. So the part of the creativity sometimes it doesn't come from you. It comes from your network of of yeah. support. This is very important. Share, share your challenges, 
share the things that you are going uh, through because you will have support. Uh, sometimes we want to take everything on, on our shoulders, um, but sometimes solutions, that creativity that you are not uh, able to see, do the brainstorm and, and, yeah. and, and have that. So, so resilience, like you said, is not, I, does not, I don't have the easy fix. But there's all of these tools that we just talked. They Talk. are very yeah. useful for you to be able to recover from adversity. To and 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 even if it's not immediate, it will bring you to a place where you can uh, bounce back and you can and you can thrive. And of and of course, like you said, uh, we uh, we were talking. We are talking about uh, light things. We're not talking about uh, hard hard things. But but it's not it's not easy for the ones that are going through them. And um, yes. I know some colleagues that are going through hard times. Uh, um, and and COVID uh, had that impact. And even before COVID, also already some. <laughs> Dentistry is not is not an easy easy job, yeah. and sometimes when, uh, especially when you are a, a clinic owner, a practice owner, uh, yeah. there's a lot of responsibility always. Um, but uh, the message here is also to 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 give this notion that that you are not alone. And uh, yeah. and I I still see some colleagues that sometimes isolate themselves because it's a tree can can yes. be uh, very isolating right so you're working always on the same yes. place always yes. seeing the same persons but don't forget mm -hmm. that that you are not you are not alone and you have this network mm -hmm. of, of support and i observe this i observe mm -hmm. this with, with when i when i give uh, um courses to dentists in in, in group that we don't talk only about the technical part. We talk about the other part, the feelings, the emotions, the the challenges uh, of, of of the other part of the of the profession. And it's it's this magical thing happen, and because you feel like mm -hmm. that, oh, okay, I'm not the only one feeling this. Yes. I'm not the only one going this through this. Because because mm -hmm. you are not. I, I bet that if. All the situations that you that you said, all the practical situations that you um, that you talked about, um, the ones that are listening, I'm sure they they identify themselves with. Yes. So I think that's a, a very good message also for us to leave, and that I think we will also want to achieve this with with this podcast and with us talking here about all of these issues. Is that this is normal. And and yeah. but you have these tools that are that if you use them, it will make your life your life easier and you'll gotcha. make your your dentistry yeah. easier and not only easier but happier and that's what we were talking about here all, during all this episode. These are three skills that you can develop to to bring you happiness and this again for the most uh, sorry. <laughs> For the ones that um, that have, they are sleeping already. No, and for the ones <laughs> that have a, a really hard time accepting this, this is all science based. There are research. Yeah. If you want, just contact me, and I will send you the the studies. But presence, yes. 
gratitude and resilience. Uh, and um, okay, you can add to this positive mindset, you can add to this curiosity, you can add to this compassion and self-compassion, you can add to this, of course, a, a sense of, of, of contribution to a greater good. Um, mm -hmm. But all of this together will make your your days uh, happier, a little bit more easier and, and easier happier. and yes. happier. Yes. And uh, just to, to finish, I don't know if you want to say something else, André? No, I, I was about to say that this has been a very nice episode. I was looking forward because whenever we get into the emotional part, I always feel that I still have so much to learn. So, yeah. Nice. Thanks, Manuela. No, thank you. It's always uh, 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 nice to talk about, to you about these things because you always give... I, I've been saying this and this is uh, uh, the truth that the way that I feel is that you always bring the practical side to, <laughs> to my sometimes theoretical <laughs> explanations. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's really nice. And um, just uh, we'll, we're going to be talk about all of this in our in our conscience leadership course. Uh, yes. We're going to I'm going to be talking about a lot about presence, about uh, mindfulness, about bringing this bi mind body connection to your work, and about uh, mm -hmm. developing your emotional intelligence, your body intelligence. Um, and we are going to explore a little bit of these tools uh, of resilience also in, mm -hmm. in the course in a very, mm -hmm. very practical way. Um, mm -hmm. So again, we leave you the invitation to, to, to join us in our Conscience Leadership course. And if you want more information, just go to softbytesonline.com. No, softbytes.online. Yeah. Yeah. Soft bites okay. online. And uh, on the third, uh, fourth, and fifth of May. Of March. Of March. Of March. Sorry. Of sorry, March. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, it was only with the name. Okay. So we're going to say okay, goodbye. Thank you so much, Manuela. Thank you so much for the ones listening. And thank you so much, Andre. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. See you next bye. time.